What's going on guys? I hope everyone is having a wonderful time. Whatever time that you guys are listening to this, I hope it's wonderful. I was going to say day, but I messed it up. <laughs> so, but anyways, uh, I hope whenever you guys hear this, you're doing well. And so today is, um, I know I said the last one was going to come out on Monday, but Tuesdays I have sort of cemented as the days that work the best for me to get out an episode and I've decided to consolidate kind of you know organize everything into one um, podcast episode because doing the at the least two that I was planning to do uh, was a little hectic on uh, my side concerning everything else that I have going on so Tuesdays for now are going to be the days that the podcast comes out and they are going to be a roundup of the anime and the gaming stuff that I want to talk about uh, for the week. So it's going to be anime, what I'm watching, what I want to watch, you know, just kind of everything um, on both the anime. And when I say anime, I mean like mangas, manuals, webtoons, sort of that whole media genre, right? So um, and the same thing goes with gaming, um, you know, whatever stuff that is about gaming even if it's kind of outside of the direct the direct gaming word you know what i mean so it's all going to be bunched in um and all going to be on one episode on tuesdays that's how it's going to be from now on i've decided cementified uh for sureified you know so but this is the day that works best for me so oh excuse me so that's why there was known yesterday and there was one or you there's one being recorded right now for today tuesday so but yeah and so i figure we're going to start things off with uh anime and then go to gaming um and of course there will be spoilers for attack on titan promise neverland wonder Egg priority haikyuu season four if you haven't seen that uh the new jujutsu kaisen episode i think it's 17 so and i want to talk a little bit about the boxer and solo leveling uh which are both webtoons um <clears throat> that i'm really keeping up with right now so but um but yeah first off sword art online progressive um i have been reading the light novels i just finished two and i just started three um and man i i can i can say that i have enjoyed progressive already way more than season one of um the actual anime uh, and if you don't know Progressive follows Kirito and Asuna um, kind of in depth on their climb up to the, or uh, the climb up, oops, sorry, climb up to the uh, Crimson Palace, or the Ruby Palace, I forgot what it's called, uh, I'm a bad fan, but, so in the anime, they kind of like skip that whole uh, span of, I think it was like a year, a two years maybe, two years max, uh, of them in Aincrad, um, and we kind of got like a very condensed version of of it up until they beat Heathcliff, who was Akihika, Akihika Kayaba, I think that's how you say it, uh, his, first, his first name anyway. <clears throat> um, so, but in Progressive, it is a more drawn out, way more detailed um, telling of Kirito and Asuna's time in Aincrad. And so, whereas the anime started out kind of before he went into, or right before he went into the um nerve gear and got in the game and then the whole plaza thing happened and his little adventure with klein and then he met asana the 
uh, light novels at least. I think it's a manga too, but I I, I don't I haven't seen the manga or read it. Um, so I'm just strictly speaking about the light novel here. In the light novel, um, it starts with him meeting up with Asuna uh, for the first level raid boss. And so that's kind of where I think I know I know it starts off. He's already in the town of beginnings. He's already in the um, man. I just started reading these like two months ago, or well, the first one two months ago, and I've already kind of forgotten. I know he's. I know it starts off in the game. Plaza stuff has already happened. Client stuff has already happened. I am ninety nine percent certain it starts off with him meeting Asuna, or it starts off at the. Um, what's it called the strategy meeting for the first uh first floor world boss uh so or gate boss floor boss floor boss uh so that's where it starts off so it kind of just dives you in and um from there it, it just elaborates and kind of deepens the connection between kirito and asuna and tells the story of you know them beating each floor and what they have to do inside quests and the characters they meet there and it's just again it's way more enjoyable it has already been way more enjoyable than the actual first season of the anime. Um, and the entirety of the Sword Art Online anime is very near and dear to my heart. Excuse me. Um, so for me to say that I, I enjoy Progressive way more uh, is, is kind of a big statement for me at least. So And then when they announced that it was going to be getting an anime adaptation, I kind of freaked out. Uh, because I'm already super excited for this. I'm already super into the books. Um, the cover for the seventh issue just got released um and it doesn't tell us much uh it's just kirito asuna and argo on this kind of like white background so i'm not sure if it's the final cover or <clears throat> kind of like a work in progress but anyways um and so when it got when sword art online progressive got a anime adaptation announcement i, I freaked out and i thought it was going to be you know uh, you know a couple season long anime yada yada and it turns out it's a movie and I got kind of sad because I'm like, how are they going to pack all this into a movie? But maybe they're just releasing it to see how it'll do, you know, fan reception and everything like that. And so I'm not sure. All I know is I'm going to go see this movie wherever it is, um, as long as COVID uh, is is not prevalent. Hopefully it won't be. But anyways, um, I will be watching the movie some way in some form when it drops. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. Um, and they say they said that they're uh, shooting for a November sixth, 2022 release date. So it's still uh, almost more than year a year and a half away. So super sad, but at least it's not farther off. And again, they said this is excuse me a date that they were just kind of shooting for that they're working around right now. So it could be released sooner or later, hopefully sooner. And then I was made aware of an all-CGI Studio Ghibli film, and I don't know how to feel about this. I really don't. I saw some clips and stuff of it, and man, it is very different. And apparently it's made by Miyazaki's son, uh, which is super weird, um, in not a good or bad way. It's just weird. Like, you'd think somebody at the studio would make it as, like, an off-project, or nope, it's Miyazaki's son. Uh, so, super weird, all around, you know all cgi film not traditional animation or anything like that uh it is called earwig and the witch so if you haven't heard of it and this is your first time go check it out see what you think about it uh like i said it's super weird i have not watched it i don't know where to watch it um i don't remember in the article that i read it saying where i could watch it 
<clears throat> so maybe it's just like a uh, Japan only thing right now, but I'm not sure. Don't take my word on any of that. Um, and while I was browsing around and, uh, uh, you know, in the anime article uh, uh, hole of the internet, um, uh, I found an article that said, what we know about season two of Darling and the Franks. And I said, huh? Because Darling and the Franks is also another anime that I absolutely love, even though they ruined the end of it. But anyways, I said, hmm, let me see what uh, what this is all about. So I click in, and there's about four paragraphs of just, to sum it up, we don't know anything about season two. And I'm like, why would you even write this? Who, who did this? Because they got my click, and now I'm mad about it, right? So, but yeah, it was just four paragraphs of, well, it may come out then. And it, they may do this, and it may get renewed uh, at this time for, for this reason. And I'm like, you don't know anything. And at the bottom of the article, they basically summed her up. We don't know anything. And I'm like, oh, why? And I, I kind of like internally screamed. So, but man, I, I'll never get over that anime and how good it could have ended and how badly it ended. Because, oh man, it was a doozy. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it, even though I'm going to preemptively warn you that it's going to make you mad. <laughs> so, and uh, continuing down the um, online anime article hole that I was in at the time, uh, I decided to look up because um, I think at the beginning of me doing the podcast, I mentioned uh, that I just am in complete love with Tower of God. And that I found out that it was coming out in November of last year. Or it was supposed to come out in November of last year. But it never did. And I never looked up why. So as I was in Anime Article Hole, I was like, let me look up why. And so apparently he had already been out for an injury. And then that recovered. But then as soon as he started writing again, another injury flared up. So I think the first one was, was with his wrist. And the second one with his, uh, is with his elbow. Which is the one he's currently having. If I remember the article correctly. Um, so he's now shooting for a release, uh, well, to, to continue writing in mid 2021. So hopefully we're, uh, coming up on that pretty fast. So June or July, hopefully. Oh boy. Another yell. I'm so sorry. Ugh. <clears throat> so again, I am super psyched for whenever it does come out. It's one of my favorite webtoons of all time, and I can't wait for the anime-only watchers to get to season two, because, ooh, season two is where it pops off big time. Season one was like a, a one on the crazy scale that this, like, anime is about to go. It's wild. So I'm excited for the anime-only watchers to get a season two, if they get a season two. I haven't heard anything about a renewal yet, but I'm sure it will. <clears throat> just because of just how popular the man or the webtoon is, hopefully anyway. So, but then again, the webtoon is going to come up in mid-2021. That's what he's shooting for. And I am super excited because, um, aside from my love of the series, it left off in such a cliffhanger moment. Oh my goodness. If you are caught up, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to spoil anything because it's crazy. And it's also a crazy cliffhanger. And I was so mad. And I got to last episode and I was like, oh man. Like, it's got to be coming out soon. And then I read some of the comments, and they were like, yo, leave a like, pray for, you know, uh, CU's injury. And I'm like, no! I, another internal scream. So, uh, there's so much coming out that I'm looking forward to, and so much that may come out that I don't know how to feel about yet. So, um, oh, excuse me. Moving on to the 
anime release uh, uh releases of the week kind of attack on Titan episode man it was such a we went from like a hundred to to about a, a five you know in terms of craziness going on so now everybody's back and it was kind of a weird mix of like flashbacks and um like present day stuff and flashbacks and present day stuff and they mixed it in all kind of weird and it was kind of hard to follow um but zeke well everybody's now back on the island um and apparently there's a bunch of like marley people down are over there now and some of them are still in cages and some of them are like out and about and doing stuff and I think I think mainly the the out and about people are or the people who first showed up, the engineers, stuff like that, right? Oh man. Oh, excuse me. Oh boy, I just got off of work. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> um so it's kind of in, you know, there's episodes like this are probably the most interesting to me even though they aren't action packed because you really get to see the relationships and how they've grown and deteriorated and and where they're going and and again i talked about it in the last podcast that i am super excited to see how life is on the island and now that i know that marlians are actually like kind of mixed in now that is super intriguing to me right because people were at sasha's grave and uh, it was the cook guy and this this soldier guy came on i actually think well no that couldn't be right I don't know who he is. He looked familiar, though. But anyways, you know, he comes along and starts beating on the dude because he's Marlene. Just because he's Marlene, right? And um, standing in front of, you know, Sasha's grave. And I think that's super interesting. And now Gabby's in there, and she is still so full of hatred. It It's mind-boggling how much hatred she has. And, um, and I, I want to hate her, too, because of what she's done. But at the same time, you got to realize that, like, she's been like brainwashed right all of the eldians on on marley have kind of been brainwashed into just hating parody island uh people right um so at the same like i want to hate her i want to be so angry at her for what she's done but at the same time that's all she knows and all like that has been pounded into her for however old you know for however long that she's been i don't even know how old she is i think she's what 12 so for the past 12 years at least maybe you know that's all that's been beaten into our head is that the, the parody island eldians are bad and they're the reason that you guys are treated this way and so it's really sad and then falco poor falco he's just he just he just hopped on the airship got beat up and thrown in a cell you know what i mean it's kind of crazy but and you know the the kid okay so the blonde kid scares me the fact that he kind of like idolizes aaron is scary to me and it's kind of like you know like a crazy fan nowadays because this is going way off track but how society has basically put you know tiktok and and youtubers and you know all of these like internet celebrities on kind of a pedestal right and they have all these crazy fans and having that in this kind of situation i feel is just as scary right it's like i can't wait to meet aaron yeager yada 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 and um i don't know it's just scary to me i feel like he's plotting something and or going to do something crazy and not even for like the parody versus marley and thing just crazy because of aaron yeager i guess and again that scares me even though he's been 
apparently a, just a crazy good help um, up until now. It still scares me. So, and then Zeke, they just put Zeke <laughs> in a forest? Like, couldn't they have confined him like they were going to do earlier? Have I don't know. Have they, done, have they figured something out? It's like, hey, this is the best place for you. Just, you know skedaddle up into the tree now i don't i don't know what's going on here i don't i don't know why they would do that instead of you know confining him in a very tight space i don't know i don't know what's going on but again it was a super interesting episode for me just because of you know the relations and everything like that and um i kind of really i'm sorry if my voice is shaking it's kind of cold where i am in this room so it's it's a little chilly in here um so, but I am excited to see if they release Gabby and Falco to kind of just peruse the island, right? Because not only do they get to see, I get to see it too, you know what I'm saying? Like, bring me along. <laughs> so, but that's kind of what I'm waiting for, right? Is for Zeke uh, to be with them and kind of show them around with, like, Levi's squad, right? Well, I don't know if they would let Zeke do that. I don't, I don't know. Even though he's got, a, like, a super secret, you know, end-all, be-all plan, apparently. I don't know if they're just going to let him, like, peruse the streets or whatnot. Maybe out in the trees where he is, yeah, but I don't think they're going to let him into the city at all. And I think my theory that they have killed all of the Titans on the island was right. I don't know. It, it would be weird if they left any alive. I don't know why they would now that they have complete, complete control of the island, right? They know what's going on. They know what to do. They know what they can do. And so I'm pretty sure that all of the Titans on the island are dead. And whatever ships that they sent over to exile people they straight capsized the ships and then like save the marlins right or put them in sort of like internment camps even though that's super weird to say but that's the only way that i know how to say it <clears throat> or prison cells you know um so it's like it's just it i, I just want to see everything that's going on and again it's been so hard not to pick up the manga and figure it all out at once you know what i mean so, but I am excited to see where it goes. I think next episode is going to be sort of a calm episode too. Um, just like what Armin said, if they hadn't destroyed the port, there would have already been retaliation. I think it's going to be a long, long time before um, Marley can get any sort of fleet or force up to go even, you know, throw sticks and stones at, at uh, parody. So, and even if they do, they can just drop Armin back you know what i mean it's like oh you got an airfield now sorry bud you know so it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy but i am interested to see again just to see what what city life is like that's what i'm here for uh so that was kind of the attack on titan episode nothing really groundbreaking i guess we saw that you know how the marley and soldiers kind of got into parody uh, into the good graces of parody sort of you know and kind of went back and betrayed marla we saw all that and everything which is kind of weird because like i said i don't trust that kid i don't know why he's doing this or anything like that um maybe it's just because he's a fan of aaron yeager and again that's super scary to me so but anyways then promise neverland happened oh my goodness so oh man this episode the the last the newest episode of promise neverland is probably my favorite episode of any anime that's come out this season right that's come out this year oh man so if you haven't watched it yet go ahead and skip forward a little bit but okay and if i haven't said this before um me my mom and my sister 
all watch anime, right? We all watch Attack on Titan together. We watch Promise Neverland together. We just finished all four seasons of Haikyuu, and we'll talk about that later. We've watched um, Another. We've watched Erased. We've watched... Um, oh, gosh. What else? We've watched a couple other ones, but they were they were so long ago that I, I don't remember uh, what, what we have and haven't watched. But the main big ones that we're, we're watching Attack on Titan, we're watching Promise Neverland right now. Again, we just finished uh, Haikyuu. So we watch um, the newest episodes of the more popular anime together. And so when, uh, and, and my God, I was not expecting this at all, right? If Norman, I didn't even know Norman was alive. I figured he was, but I had kind of lost the hope a long time ago. And if he was alive, I was not expecting him to show up this early in the new season. So, and I was like, yo, who are these demons, right? Because I didn't expect anything i was like yo these demons are wild like do they want to you know eat them up do they want it because these guys are badass you know what i mean so um when when norman pulled and at first i thought it was the mom right that voice didn't register with me and i thought it was the mom and i was like oh snap here we go like she's got him cornered already when she said she would find him she meant it like an episode later i was like well it's been a good run boys so and then norman pulled off his mask and oh man i about cried i about cried guys my mom erupted alice interrupted who's my sister i erupted we were like yo and we we probably disturbed my dad in the living room over there quite a bit because we yelled for a good minute and a half two minutes right and and we yelled again when we realized that was the end of the episode but Man, that was such a good surprise. I'm still not over it, right? It premiered like Saturday. Today's Tuesday. I'm I'm still kind of not over it. I was not expecting that at all. But that was a good episode. Uh, that was a really good episode. Um, and it kind of, man. So there was a couple things that happened in that episode uh, that I kind of want to point out if if you didn't uh, notice. So at the beginning of the episode. When they were walking through town and those two um, those two demons with the the brothers that they were trying to feed, they said that another another farm had gotten attacked, right? And I was like, oh damn, you know these kids are like putting in work. I don't know what's been happening because apparently there was a there's a massive time skip, right? There was like a couple months to a year time skip. I think six months, and so I was like, dang, these dudes have been putting out work. Like I don't know what they're doing because this was still the beginning of the episode. I was like, I don't know what they're doing, but apparently they found a base. They you know set up camp gone back tacked a different camp you know and um i was like these dudes are putting it work <sighs> and another thing that i just uh remembered happened is the uh degradation um kind of thing that happens with demons so i'm figuring that they have to eat it it doesn't i don't know if it has to be human meat or if it's just a meat right or they'll just kind of like regress, which is super weird. And um, again, this kind of that kind of goes back to what the the two demons that they found in the forest said that a, a couple thousand years ago or a thousand years ago, demons didn't look like that. So maybe if they don't eat human meat, they regress into what they were before, right? Which is super weird because like it took them a thousand years to get to where they are or in into this form but if they don't eat human meat for for you know i don't know how long a couple weeks couple months then they just totally regress that's kind of weird um 
So, but maybe that is the thing. Maybe that's why they have to, you know, eat human meat whenever and however they can, right? Even if it's not the highest grade. Excuse me. So that's just a theory. And I just, I just caught that I remembered that. And the two, the two demons that were regressing, they looked bad, man. They looked not even demon-like. They looked like little slug monsters. Yeah, the hand coming out of her like head or something. It, it was crazy. Um, but at, they did not look like, you know, the apex predators that, you know, the current demons are, which was wild. Um, but going back, I know I flip-flopped, going back to the farm attack, um, a couple minutes later in the episode when they were on the radio, they said they haven't been able to do anything in six months because of, you know, the base thing. So uh, now that we know Norman is alive and he's got a group of, you know, crazy cool and i think i think these are all either either all humans or a mix of demon and human right because we haven't seen i don't think we saw any of their hands or feet not that i can remember i think the one on the roof might have like shown his feet but everybody else i don't think we saw their hands or their feet um so i think it's either a mix or they're all human right and he's kind of gone back and and found people to help the cause or his cause and so but again i'm i'm thinking that norman's group are the ones who are attacking the farms uh because it's it's obviously not emma's group right so that's wild um that you know although that is kind of happening in the background so but oh man norman is alive bro i want to know how he did it i want to know how he did it because mom came back to the house acting like everything was fine right so either norman is like the you know a god at strategizing and getting out of situations or he's got some contract you know deal stuff going on in the background and i have no idea which it is because it's norman right anything could be happening so oh man it was another good episode of a promise neverland again that was the last thing i wasn't it wasn't even the last thing i was not expecting that at all right i was just like norman's either dead or gone or he's gonna pop up at the very end of this season and boom like what four episodes in we got him crazy but man i am am i excited for this saturday um so the next episode that came out that i watch is wonder egg priority and i actually think there's a new episode today uh, but I haven't seen it yet. So this is episode four. Um, and man, this show, this show is crazy. And it tackles so many like dark subjects that are dark and, I know I use that word twice, but I'm trying to, dark and gritty and, and just, oh man, kind of like soul crushing in, in a way. Um, but in my opinion, they do it very like tactfully and in a, in a way that makes you feel the words that they're saying right and it makes you feel grimy and and it's it's the way that you're supposed to feel you know talking about these things that have happened to somebody else and they do a very good job of it and oh man, i can't i can't say a whole lot without spoiling it and the other ones are i feel are fine to spoil um you know, if i if i let you know that they're going to be spoiled <clears throat> but I, I don't want to spoil this one because it's it's a very new anime. It's it's and again it's it's a breath of fresh air anime for me because it is so unique. The music, the animation or the animation style, 
the subjects that are discussed and touched on in the anime <clears throat> and it, it, it i don't know man it's just a full package of uniqueness with a bow on top right for me at least i can't get enough of this and after i finish this i'm probably going to go look and <laughs> see if there's another episode i think there is i think it i think it releases on tuesdays <clears throat> but another cat another character uh was introduced today or not today on the last episode and it's hard to not like any of the characters even the blonde haired chick which if you watch it you'll know what i'm talking about she comes off as very unlikable at first <clears throat> and then you kind of just kind of just meld into her or onto her side right because all of these girls are battling something they're going through something they're doing this for an end goal to help somebody else and you know along along with themselves right um and so you kind of just have to feel even if you like don't like a certain aspect or all of them you, ha you kind of have to respect them right because of how what they've gone through and how far they've come and what they're still going through to you know do what they're doing i'm trying to i'm trying to phrase it without giving anything away it's so hard um so but again and the new character is very likable in my opinion too um just right off the bat right the only one that i really had a problem with at first was the blonde haired chick but even then she she turned out to be like nice like she's a beast um in in uh, her fighting style right i really like i think i i think i i think her fighting style is probably my favorite uh, it would be her first, then the uh, the new character, and then the second character, the brown-haired girl. I don't, I don't think we've seen her fight. I don't think we've seen her fight yet. Um, and then of course the main character. Uh, hers is pretty cool, but again, oh man, the blonde, the blonde-haired girls is mwah, chef's kiss. It's so it's so dope. But anyways, <clears throat> um, if you haven't watched it please go watch it i highly recommend and maybe once the season's over i'll uh, i'll start talking about it in you know detail and spoilers and everything like that but right now i would rather just urge you to go watch it <clears throat> so the next thing i want to talk about is like i said uh me my mom and my sister have finished uh haiku uh haiku to the top fourth season done with it and oh boy hmm that anime is an emotional roller coaster that I probably haven't felt with any other anime that I've ever watched. Um, I teared up multiple times. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Uh, oh boy, I did not. My sister came. I was chilling at home one day, right? And she was like, yo, you want to chill? And I was like, yeah, sure, come on down. And so this is after she had gotten off work. And so she came down with... Uh, for lunch i think she had chipotle and she was like yo i want to watch haikyuu i was like okay <laughs> and so we uh, we turned on the xbox and i put on haikyuu and i had heard of haikyuu i knew what it was or i knew what it was about it was about you know volleyball and everything like that and i was just like i don't know why she wants to watch like a volleyball anime right like i don't know what this is gonna be about and by the second episode boy i was hooked i was like i need more of this i need to watch all of this right now i knew that there was a couple seasons out so I was like, man, I could like binge watch this. And me and her got to the sixth episode in one sitting and um, we showed it to my mom. She was like, yeah, I'm down. So then me and then all of us got into it. And oh man, 
that show is is definitely my top five animes of all time right just right off the bat i oof, man if you haven't seen it please go see it do not underestimate this anime do not just label it with eh, it's a volleyball anime please go watch this anime um and what i kind of wanted to talk about was the just uh, the the animation style from third to the fourth season and i haven't looked up the studio who, who did it but man there was some weird like changes in that anime or from the third to the fourth season right and it's you kind of get you kind of have to get used to it and i'm not saying the uh, well some of the some i mean some of the animation you know moments was was bad like there was one side side shot of tanaka where if he didn't have his bald head you would not have known it was tanaka his his i don't know what (laughs) i don't know what happened to his face in that you know in that animation moment but oh boy and this is like something super little and i'm and i'm pointing it out just to point it out but the shoes in season four were terrible right they oh my god they were god awful i don't know they were like yo draw them from the knees up boys because the, <laughs> the shoes were bad and you know it's, it's just shoes and it doesn't take anything away from the anime but once you notice it it's hard not to, to not notice it you know what i mean it's kind of crazy um and just kind of the like just the little design changes, right? Like the shape of uh, Noya's hair and uh, Hinos's hair and the shape of Kageyama's face. Like it wasn't as pointy and angled and, and serious. And I don't know. It's just weird. I'm not saying that the whole season was bad because of it. it again, it was just something you got to get used to. Um, and again, some of the animation was great, right? On some of the spikes and, and tosses and serves and the main animation focus i guess were pretty fantastic across the board i felt um it's just kind of the little things outside of that that kind of take away from it um man it was just weird again it was just something you have to get used to um and i just wanted to point it out because the whole season i was like this just looks weird right kageyama's face looks weird tanaka's face looks weird daichi's and asahi's face especially looked weird right to me at least I was like, what did they do to these two men, right? It was crazy. But, but yeah, that's all I wanted to talk about with that. I uh, just finished it. If you haven't seen Haikyuu, please go watch Haikyuu. It is fantastic. Without a doubt. Crazy. All right, so the next thing that I want to talk about, oh, boy, is Jujutsu Kaisen. The latest episode of Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, episode 17. Oh, boy, the animation of that episode was crazy mappa is insane they they were doing this anime and attack on titan at the same time they are mad lads right all the way 10 out of 10 mad lads insane oh man and Jujutsu kaisen i like the story but man do i watch it for the fight scenes right the story's cool but the ooh, the fight scenes 10 like 11 out of 10 dog they mm. They are wild. So if you haven't seen Jujutsu Kaisen, highly recommend that too, just for the animation and the fight scenes. The story is good, don't get me wrong, it's not bad. But man, the fight scenes, they throw hands in this anime, dog. They go off in this anime. And the and Mappa, they done good. <laughs> oh man, and the opening, the second opening, oh man, it schmacks. It schmacks. 
I love it so much. So, uh, I just want to talk about that. I mean, I guess we can talk about what happened in it. Um, Maki, it, it opened up, the way it opened up was great, right? Because it was, I, I, I get the scissors mixed up. The one with the pole, I think, is Maki. Right? I think. And then the one with the gun is Mai. So... Okay, we're just gonna we're just gonna name them pole and gun. All right, <laughs> the pole sister or no, the gun sister was telling the the blue haired girl with the katana, ah, pole girl. She's you know she's weak, whatever. She's stuck at grade four, and then it opened up into the fight with <gasps> stupid stupid gun girl. She's not you know weak at all, and then she just totally got wrecked, bro. Bro, pole arm girl took out sword chick and gun girl all like with no sweat it's insane bro i think she's my new favorite character right before this i think panda was my favorite character but after this i think the polo girl is my favorite character she is nice with it right she is sick but anyways go on jujutsu kaisen if you haven't you're missing out so we're gonna right now okay after that we're gonna transition into a little webtoons right now okay so, if you don't read webtoons and you like action anime, I recommend The Boxer and Solo Level in to start you off, right? The Boxer, I don't think it get it gets I think The Boxer is like super underrated, right? And if you have been reading webtoons at all in the past like year and a half, you know what solo leveling is. But I feel like The Boxer doesn't give get enough as much recognition as it deserves. And, oh, but boy, does that anime pack some punches, bro. Literally. Oh, my God. So, it's about this uh, this kid, right? And all he does is get bullied. And um, he... I can't remember if the kid with the glasses kind of befriends... Uh, the, the main character's name is you. I can't remember if he kind of befriends you and then he gets bullied or, or not. But uh, this coach, this boxing coach, sees you getting beat up in an alleyway. And he sees something in you that is kind of like one in never, right? And he's like, dude, this kid, I need to train this kid. And so after you was getting done beat up, he just kind of walks past the coach, right? And the coach is like, yo, I'm going to do this. And if I'm right, we got a winner. And if I'm wrong... This kid's getting into the hospital. And my man, the coach, cocks back. And he ooh, he throws a titan of a punch, right? The way it's drawn, the, another thing. The way this anim, or this webtoon is drawn, spectacular, right? It's a very simple art style. But man, does it do wonders, right? Please, just look it up. So he throws just a... a, a a punchment to kill somebody right and he's aiming it at this middle school kid and you just dodges it right he's like yep yeah, all right he just straight lets it lets it flow by like a breeze and coach is like he's the one and so he's like yo kid uh if you ever get bullied again just hit him with the one two all right just go like this and he shows him like this just straight up just simple one two and you's like all right whatever and so, um, 
another thing to understand about you is he's drawn like a straight psychopath for the first little bit of the anime or the webtoons. Um, you know how people, when people draw these characters and they got the scribblies, like they just scribble in his eye to make it black. That's used eyes for the first like quarter of the webtoon, right? He, he looks crazy. Well, there's this other kid, uh, there's this white haired kid and he is like a just crazy nice boxer, right? And he's in middle school too, but he's training at, at this gym to become a professional boxer. And, um, and he's, he's just nice with it, right? Like his whole style is freedom. Like he kind of like freestyle boxes. He doesn't have like a specific style or footwork or anything like that. He just goes for it, right? But he's so nice with it that it works. And so one day everybody's beating up on you, right? And, and, and well, the white haired kids uh, crew is beating up on you. Well, the blonde headed glasses kid comes up and he says, nope, this ain't happening. And you gotta, you gotta think blonde headed glasses kid is like a little nerdy looking, you know, scrawny dude. Right. And so he stands up to the bullies and the white haired kid comes over and he's like, all right, you want some too? And he starts wailing on him. But glasses kid gets back up and gets back up and gets back up. And you sees this and he, whatever, it, whatever it is in him clicks. Right. And he's like, okay. So he stands up. And then the next frame, one of the kids, one of the bullies turns around and he's like, oh, and you've got his hands up and the bully's like, oh, cool. You want some of this? What's up? And then the next frame is like, and another thing, the way he draws impacts in this webtoon, immaculate, right? Oh man. I read the late, the, the, the latest one the other day. And it, when I tell you, like I was in a party with friends, you know, just chilling out, hanging out. All of a sudden, they heard a, right? Because just that, oh, man, the impacts in this webtoon, when I tell you they are drawn fantastically, oh, boy. But anyways, so the next frame of the, the webtoon is him remembering Coach, showing him how to do the one-two, and he straight does the one-two on this man, but he does it so fast that the next frame is the man's head on the floor with his feet in the air. Like he hits him so hard, so fast, my man literally flips him within a frame. <laughs> and so the white-haired kid sees this and he's like, oh shit, this guy's strong, I'm gonna fight him. So he goes over and you once again just hits him with the one, two, pow, pow. The white-haired kid dodges, right? Cause he's nice with it too. But he's scared now. He's like, oh, I shouldn't have done this. Like I'm fucking up right now. <laughs> And so he was like, all right, what to? And he, he, bro, he murks this kid, sends him straight to the hospital, has broken his ego, has broken his spirit. And it just gets nicer from there. Please, if you want to get into Webtoons or been thinking about it, you like action stuff, just go ahead and download Webtoons. Just go to the boxer, right? Just type it in, the boxer. It'll be the first one that pops up, I promise. Just, just give it a try, right? And oof, man, cause the 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 newest one, oh, boy, what mm, that that was a genuine like reaction to what happened in there. But anyways, so the next one that I want to talk about is solo leveling. I'm beating on the desk here. I'm so sorry. And again, if you've been into webtoons or or kind of manhwa or mangas for the past little bit, I'm pretty sure you know about solo leveling. And if you don't, 
Um, people have been screaming for this to get an anime for the past ever, right? And I think the only reason that it didn't get an anime when Crunchyroll teamed up with Webtoon is because it wasn't on Webtoons uh, then. And Season 2, I thought, was supposed to be on Webtoons, but it is nowhere to be found on Webtoons, right? So I don't know what happened. But I, I can say with confidence that the only reason it doesn't have an anime right now is because it wasn't on Webtoons when Webtoons partnered with Crunchyroll. If it had been, we'd have had a solo level in anime right now. Uh, because it is that good, it is that hyped up, it has that many eyes on it, right? It's kind of insane. Um, and in my opinion, it is not overhyped in the least. It, all of the hype is worthy. Um, so basically, uh, in Japan, these portals started appearing. And when the portals started appearing, uh, people just got like superpowers, right? They could do magic and have all these superhuman abilities and all this other crazy stuff. And it was kind of crazy. And they were deemed hunters. So they had to, so whenever a gate opened up, hunters would, and the thing about it is, like, you couldn't, uh, whatever you were made into a hunter as, I think it goes from, like, E to uh, S rank, you stayed at that rank, right? You couldn't progress, you were just stuck, unless you had what they call an awakening, which was super rare, and then you could just get gigantic leaps in power, but after that you were done, right? Unless you had another awakening and blah, 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 but that's neither here nor there. So without an awakening, you were stuck at whatever level you were at, right? And so main character, of course, lowest rank. And I went into this thinking it was just going to be another run-of-the-mill, like, um, I, I don't want to say isekai because it's not an isekai, but isekai-like, right? Like the main character is super weak, then he gets a super, super crazy power-up, and then, you know, he just bulldozes everything, yada, yada, yada. Which, a uh, little spoiler here, is what happens, but... I feel like the the kind of story and the kind of person that the main character is kind of sets it aside almost. And um, another thing that uh, helps <laughs> immensely is the art, right? The art in this is crazy good, just insanely good. Um, and that helps it along as well, very, very much so. Um, but again... Um, He's like the weakest hunter and he goes in and, oh, and uh, another thing to explain is if the gate isn't closed in a certain amount of time, the monsters in the gate can come out, right? So when a gate pops up, it, it, a team of hunters is put together almost immediately, right? To go in and, and beat the boss inside, close it, get all the loot and get out. <clears throat> and so there are um, hunters associations, which basically guilds uh, that kind of like run Tokyo and um, um, it's a, it's kind of a thing where these guilds have, have so much power individual-wise that the government can't really do anything to stop them. Um, and there's three main guilds. So there's like a, a, a tie for power, which is kind of the only thing that's uh, holding them off from each other, right? But anyways, that's way longer into the story. Um, main character goes into a dungeon, something happens, he gets awoken, right? But instead of being awoken, he gets a player screen, which is basically a stat screen. And so it's, you know, from here it goes into the very stereotypical I can level up kind of like deal. But again, the, the main character is kind of different. The story's kind of different, especially now. Like in season two, we're kind of, we're finally getting into everything that got teased in the first season. Because in the first season, it was more about him leveling up and he got bits and pieces of this like bigger picture 
And as the reader, we're like, wow, what the fuck is happening? And, and even the main character, because we didn't know a whole lot more than the main character did, right? Um, which is kind of weird for these types of scenarios, I feel like. But whenever we got a new bits, bit of information, it's, it's what the main character got, right? So we were kind of long for the ride with the main character. Um, and I think that's kind of like what drug me along as well, is not knowing what's going on. But now we are being, uh, uh, we're still being drip fed, con uh, drip fed, you know, the story, but in uh, bigger drops, I, I guess. So what is what got teased in the in the first season, you know, throughout the first season is now being finally revealed and talked about and, you know, uh, all that good stuff. But um, so he goes into the dungeon, like I said, he gets a player screen and he levels up and, you know, he finds bits and pieces of the bigger picture and it's just real good. Right. Um, you man, I wish solo leveling was on Webtoons because, oh boy, it would probably be the number one Webtoon. Um, I forget what the number one is right now, but I, I feel like solo leveling would be top five, right? Just because of how already hyped it is. And if it got moved onto webtoons, oh man, even more people would be able to access it. So, but I mean, you can just type in, you know, read solo leveling and tons of sites will pop up, right? So if you are interested in it, please go for it. It's absolutely insane. So... That's kind of all I wanted to talk about, um, anime-wise, and the gaming, the gaming-wise is, is kind of short too. Um, oh boy, I'm sorry if you can hear my computer. Yeah, you can probably hear it. Uh, I do apologize for that. So, but with the the gaming thing, um, man, uh, so apparently, what's today? The ninth. Tomorrow, Borderlands is going to have a big event. And if you play Borderlands, you might remember uh, right at release. There was this whole thing about a door on Pandora that would not open, right? And somebody glitched behind it or did something to get behind it. And apparently it was a very stereotypical raid boss arena for what uh, Borderlands 2 had. But it's, it wasn't open, right? They still haven't talked about it. And the teaser image or the teaser gif on their Twitter post for it was the door kind of like shimmering through the cracks. And so everybody's like, oh, raid boss, blah, 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 blah. And um, Gathalion on Twitter he uh, retweeted it, and he said something about making anointments gems that you slot in, right? And he's kind of been going off on that for the past uh, ever about how they need to do something with anointments and, you know, make them slottable or make them different somehow. And I fully agree. I think, you know, RNG on top of RNG on top of RNG on top of RNG is... It's fun at first, and then it gets highly annoying when... Um, and at a preface is I'm a very casual like grinder on Borderlands. Uh, I don't go for the perfect um, gun. Um, what um, what's the what, what's the word I'm looking for? So if you don't know, guns of Borderlands can roll with different attachments basically. So like barrel, body, grip, stock, uh, sight. You know, every almost every part of the gun can be different from a different manufacturer, right? And so the, the more hardcore players will go for a perfect gun It just in parts, not even let alone, you know, like anointments. And so there's all of that RNG, you know, on top of getting a good anointment for it. And so I kind of totally agree with Gathalian in the fact that anointments need to be able to be um, sort of like target farmed or, 
you know be able to be re-rolled like have the have the new boss that they're maybe going to release i don't know you know drop stuff that will let you re-roll just anointments on a gun right or let it be a currency or you know um like bring the grinder back right like stick in a gun that you don't want the anointment for stick in a currency from the new raid boss and stick in a gun that you want the anointment to go on and so it'll use all that up it'll destroy the gun use the currency and now you have the cool gun that you already liked with an actual you know good anointment on it or the anointment that you want on it um but i think that it has been a kind of hot topic uh in the community for anointments something to be done with anointments right and i feel the same way um again rng on top of rng and it it it, it snowballs real quick into not fun for me at least um, because first you have to find the gun and then you have to find the right parts and then you have to hope you get a, a, you know, the right anointment on, on top of it all. So, and then there's the prefixes, right? There's, um, so there can be like quantumized, uh, DNA or, or, you know, uh, fastified DNA or, you know, these are all examples. I don't know if they're actually, um, prefixes for that gun, but just examples of that. I knew there was something else, another RNG, uh, layer that I was forgetting and it's the, the prefixes. So, but yes, I think that annoyments should be able to be target farmed in some type of way, right? <clears throat> Just give us that. <laughs> so, but, and I, and I hope that the content is real cool. I hope that it's a, I don't know, everybody wants like old style raid bosses. And I feel like, I don't know, should they go back to old style raid bosses? I mean, like Chromerax was fun. Terramorphous was fun. Uh, Vermi was fun you know but it's it's like should they really go back to the old style right because now you have like the raids or the takedowns which are like raids um and those are fun but i don't know i think i think they should try something more akin to destiny one raids where you not only had you know ads but you had mechanics and all this other stuff and i'm not saying that the takedowns don't but i would kind of like to see gearbox challenge the the borderlands community you know what i mean excuse me but that's just me again i'm not a hardcore player at all like if i get a legendary gun i'm psyched you know <laughs> so but but yeah i hope it is cool you know and I'll, I'll definitely try and tune in tomorrow or or um at least watch you know what happened after so but um but yeah all of this kind of came off of like Athalians, you know just persistence of, of something being done with with the annoyments and again i fully agree i i think they should be something should be done with annoyments i again i don't have the problem or i don't have the solution to the problem but i think that's something that does need to be done um and i've seen the mass effect legendary edition you know come up uh on twitter a bunch uh people are not happy with the level of uh graphical updates and i don't know like i'm okay with them you know they look great to me you know, it's like, how, how far could they have gone without it being a, you know, complete remake? Um, and all they were going for is like a remaster, right? I think, pretty sure. Um, so, I mean, if people wanted a remake, you know, on the level of like Final Fantasy or something, we wouldn't even have it right now, right? It would probably be like another year and a half, two years out, at least. So, I've seen, you know, comparisons and it looks great, to, to me at least, you know what I mean? Um, not, not speaking of the butt cuts, which... Uh, uh, is what they have been uh, um, been called 
um, they have chosen to take out some of the scenes where uh, I forget the character's name, but it, it legitimately just focuses on her butt, right? And they decided to take them out for some reason. I don't know. It's kind of weird uh, that they would draw attention to that. You know what I mean? Like, I had never heard of anything about it before, you know? And they were like, oh, we're taking out the butt cuts. We're, we're cutting the butt out. And everybody was like, why, though? And that's kind of my, you know, reaction to it. Like, if you hadn't drawn attention to it, then nobody would have cared either way, right? Like I said, I didn't even know it was a thing. So, it's just weird that they decided to do that. I, I, I don't know. It's weird, man. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, Monster Hunter. Um, RX made a couple of videos, and they were kind of like community discussions on a couple of topics of, um, is Monster Hunter getting easier? Uh, the hot drink uh, video. And um, in one of their videos, they talked about aesthetics over graphics, right? And I kind of want to touch on those because I'm definitely going to play Rise. I'm a big Monster Hunter fan. Again, I've been playing since PSP. So I've been in, in, in the franchise for a while, right? Um, and I think... I think... Uh, one of the questions was, is Monster Hunter getting easier? And I think it is getting easier for veteran players right because they made the very good and i hadn't thought about it this way before until they said something about it but they said that the players have gotten much much better but also the monsters haven't been really like overhauled in terms of their moveset or anything like that and we got new moves for rise right but they weren't like crazy you know obstacles or things that we had to overcome as hunters or as veteran hunters right you know because you know we saw rathalos on the on the next quest and we were just birdman handing it up right well we got to get us a rathalos today you know what i mean we knew we went in already knowing what to expect right and sure he had a few new moves yada yada but you yeah, same old rathalos right and i think that when they said that it really rang true like a hundred percent right we veteran hunters at least came in and we pretty much steamrolled the entire game right i didn't have any trouble up until nergigante right which is i think what a lot of people had trouble with right because he was just so aggressive and he he was just a you know a ball of damage rolling around the field right and so up until that point i didn't really have a problem with any monster and so in, ter in terms of just base game right um in world i had trouble with shara um i can't remember any other monster that i really had trouble with lavinus was easy you know i had fought him before um beatos piece of cake bambro piece of cake uh Burkidios piece of cake you know old monster but again, like, again, all of these are kind of like old monsters, except for, you know, Bambaro and Beatotus and, you know, but again, we, I went in knowing what to expect and, and, you know, I just, is, I steamrolled right up to Shara's Revolver and, um, Rajang gave me, gave me trouble too, but I don't, I don't count him. He's, he's kind of end game. Um, I just meant like story wise. Right. But, but yeah, anyways, you know, veteran monster hunter people they just went in and steamrolled the campaign 
whereas new people you know this was new to them they had to learn literally everything about monster hunter learn everything about rathalos and um you know rathian and all of these you know diablos um learn everything about them and and you know hit these walls and overcome them like we did you know 10 15 years ago right uh well not 15 i think it's i think that's a little too far but like five ten years ago you know what i mean so i don't think again i think for the because there's a there's a huge divide in monster hunter in terms of veteran players and new players because world was such a success over here um the the new and old communities mashed or meshed really quickly right and so i think there's a big divide in in ideology when it comes to monster hunter in terms of is it too easy is it too hard should we do this should we replace this should we get rid of this the graphics blah 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 because like i just said in my last one the the new people to uh monster hunter from world got real spoiled with you know the graphics and the quality of life updates and the accessibility and all of this crazy good new stuff that um again they got spoiled with and then they went to rise and they were like what the hell is this like where are the graphics where is this why does the grass look like shit blah 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 blah. and i'm like dude no this is such a step up from generations ultimate it's insane right because again a lot of the old players compare rise to gu which is the last handheld game but everybody who got started with world compares rise to world because that's all they know right and i'm not i'm not you know trying to point blame or anything like this i'm just you know stating the obvious um differences between how you know new players look at it and how old players look at the game in general in terms of should the game be more difficult and i think one of the things that made world just incredibly easy is the ability to go back to camp at any time right in old games whatever you brought into in with the hunt is what you had for the entire hunt right so you had to plant like am i going to need whetstones am i going to need hot drinks am i going to need cold drinks all right cool like do um you know is this like a new monster for me am i gonna am i going in for practice do i need to waste my materials i don't know <clears throat> all right well i need to com bring combines for um you know potions and great potion or uh, max potions and mega potions and you know and again backpack space was limited and we got lucky in gu because they made a separate pouch for uh ammo types right before that if you used gunner all of your ammo types and all of your other stuff were in one pouch and you had to uh, resource manage the shit out of it right and and even worse back then in other games in in old games we had sword master sets i think that's what they were called i think they were sword master sets and we had gunner sets so if you main longsword for the entire game and you wanted to switch over to like heavy bow gun or bow you had to start making entirely new sets right so if you had a maxed out like rejang set that was just perfect well you had to go and farm rejang for another five hours to get another set for the gunner and just for the gunner right so they were two entirely different sets for two you know for bow gun or for uh gunners and and gunner includes bow gunner and sword master stuff right so again 
people just got incredibly spoiled with with world where you could have a set for literally anything all you had to do was switch out a couple armor pieces and so um again going back to the camp the ability to turn to return to camp just literally whenever you wanted and get more potions and you know heal your health and literally just restock your entire inventory over again and go back on out onto the hunt with still you know 30 minutes left was insane right excuse me and i think that is the main factor in what um in what people um in in the shift of you know old hunters saying that a uh, world is way too easy right because if you still had to resource manage and you still had to think like i can only bring one inventory of everything that i need to on this hunt it would change world a bit right um and which it would it would up the uh, difficulty a little bit um somewhat because another thing is like the world maps are just littered with herbs and honey and you know antidotes or um antidote herbs and just all this crazy stuff right the other maps were not they were very scarce in in herbs and honey and everything like that so even if even if they remove the camp right you could still run around the map for like five minutes and have a, a whole another set of potions right and so you couldn't do you can maybe do that once on uh the old monster hunter maps but i feel like in world everything respawns so quickly that you could do it a couple times per hunt right and just restock potions completely but anyways getting back to the main point camps and the ability to just go back and restock or change your mantle or change your palco gear do all this made made monster hunter just so much easier right and um i think that again is the main reason why people consider monster hunter world like super easy and i think going into rise people are going to have kind of a wake-up call right i don't know i think i think the camp is back right i i played the demo but i didn't play too much of it and i certainly just you know didn't stop the hunt to go back to camp but i'm pretty sure the camp is back um but again i think that people are going to have kind of a wake-up call with the difficulty in a handheld monster hunter versus a console monster hunter um, because if you, I'm gonna let you know right now, like if you had trouble with Mitsune back in GU, yeah, GU. So in the old games, you had guild quests and you had, um, guild quests and, uh, village quests. And so village quests were for the story, right? You, you progress the story using those and then guild quests were mainly for, online they were a little harder uh but they were separate so if you were at 10 uh 10 star quest on village and you wanted to go play a five star quest with your friend on guild quests you couldn't do that you had to start all the way over again at one star and work your way back up to 10 star and then into g rank right which g rank to to handhelds is master rank to consoles by the way so um whereas mitsune and uh well it's mitsune whereas mitsune is a is a you know medium tier quest in rise um and um this is a little tangent but it'll make sense in a second and you know you had to play mass drink a little bit to get to glavinous right they had to they had to ease you into glavinous so to get just to get into high rank quests 
in Guild Quest on GU, you had to beat a Glavinus and a Mitsune, right? And so I hope that gives you kind of like a, like a scale of how, um, how what the difficulty curve is going to be in a, in, a, in a handheld game, or at least what it was back then. Because you had to defeat a Glavinus and a Mitsune just to get into higher rank. Those were considered low-rank guild quests in G, uh, GU, G Ultimate, or Generations Ultimate. So, um, I, again, I think people are going to have kind of like a rude wake-up um, in terms of difficulty for a handheld game. I'm hoping. I'm hoping they, they turned the difficulty up just a little bit, right, um, for, these, for these monsters and gave them something new. Um, not something, you know, crazy, which is, you know, what I said before. It's a little hypocritical, but um, I don't know. Should they give them something crazy? Because, again, all of these new new hunters coming from World are coming in there, and they're going to have to to overcome these hurdles all over again with these new monsters, right? And um, especially being on a handheld, it's something, like, super new and everything like that. And Rise does have a lot of new systems. I'm not even, you know... Uh, uh, up to speed with them all yet so it's going to take some getting used to especially coming from console um, but I have a good background in handheld Monster Hunter games whereas a lot of the new uh, Monster Hunter fans don't so again veteran hunters already have a hand up or a leg up in or on the um, the world people so <clears throat> excuse me um, and so that kind of covers like the the difficult question or the difficulty question and the uh, the other question or the other thing is they're taking hot drinks out of Rise, uh, so you won't need them anymore. Um, they didn't say anything about cool drinks, but I'm assuming if hot drinks are gone, cool drinks are as well. Um, and for some people, it's been a hot button topic, uh, like why would they take that out? It's a core part, blah 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 blah, yada yada. And for me, even though I've been playing forever, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, I thought it was like a cool little thing. And again, um, back in the old games, what you had in your inventory is what you had, right? It was what you had for the entire hunt. And if you got your, and if you forgot your hot drinks or you forgot your cool drinks, you really like felt it, right? Because, you know, the hot drinks kept your stamina from going down. The cool drinks kept your, your health from chipping away. So you, you really felt it in the long run. Um, and so I, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they've just done away with the kind of environmental mechanics um, for everything, right? Or they're just gone for hot and cool drink like scenarios. I don't know. I don't know. But um, again, it's kind of been a hot button topic across the Monster Hunter community for some. And I just weighing in that I, I don't really care. Um, I don't think it's a good or bad thing that it's gone. I think it's just gone, right? I think... I don't think we're going to miss it after, you know, a month of playing. Um, I think it'll still be a meme. It's always been a meme. I think it'll still be a meme, right? But I, I don't think anybody who is yelling over it now will miss it after a month. So, oh, excuse me. And the last thing was aesthetics over graphics. Mm. Gotta take a sip. Throat, my throat is burning. And for a game like rise i would rather have aesthetics over graphics right uh because it is a handheld and a lot of people again are, are just furious at the graphics right like it wasn't going to be a downgrade going from console to switch i don't understand why people don't get that 
I I don't know. And people are still mad. It's like, why is it going to Switch? Blah, blah, why not a console? I'm like, look, Monster Hunter's always been on, on handheld, right? Well, not always. Drive was on the Wii, which didn't sell well. And the first the first game ever was like on the PS2. But anyways, it migrated from there to a handheld game. And it's been there pretty much ever since uh, or uh, until World came out. So it was it was only it was destined to go back to the handhelds, right? So I don't understand why people are mad or surprised about this or anything like that. But anyways, I digress. In a game like Rise where the graphics can't be as good as they were, I would rather have aesthetics, right? I would rather um, love to feel... I that, that sounded right in my head and then it came out and I was like, why did you say that? I would rather um, have a really nice feeling game to be in rather than um just straight graphics it up right uh if the game is bland looking then the graphics won't matter right but if i feel like i love the aesthetic if that makes sense like if i love the feeling of the game and that's what i'm trying to say then graphics don't matter to me as much right and um uh, Rise, the aesthetic of Rise, the old Japanese kind of timey stuff, um, really reminds me of another game that I used to play is for PS4. It's, it's called Tokiden. I call it Toki, uh, Tokiden. Or no, I call it Tokaiden. I call it Tokaiden. Some people call it Tokiden. It's T-O-U-K-I-D-E-N. And it was, it was the Monster Hunter game that I played when I didn't have a console Monster Hunter game, right? And so, if you haven't heard of it, just go look it up. Just watch a video or two. It, it was really fun. I really enjoyed it, right? Um, and the the Rise aesthetic reminds me a lot of the to, uh, Tokaiden aesthetic in terms of how the villages feel. Um, and just, like, just seeing the videos of the village and not even being there yet, already having it remind me of something that i've uh, something that i've already played and something that already kind of feels homey i really like that right like i i can watch the videos and i'm like and i'm already um liking the feel of the village right even though i haven't even been in it yet i so i think aesthetics mean more than graphics especially in terms of monster hunter right because the village is your home base right it's where you're going to be spending you know, most of your time out, well, all of your time outside of missions. Um, but you know, when you're when you're AFKing, when you leave your game on for a little bit, it's you're going to be in the village or in the gathering hub, and you know, you know, just the music and the ambiance and the you know the background noise of the cats, you know, talking to each other and the pots banging and all this stuff plays into like the aesthetic and the feel and the environment. And again, I feel like that is more important than graphics, I especially for handheld, right? If you're going to, uh, if you're going in terms of console and PC, you know it's kind of like, oh, why not have both, right? Because you could definitely have both on PC, and pretty, you know, pretty well done both on console. Um, but in terms of a handheld, I would rather see aesthetics over graphics. So, but those were the the three kind of topics that RX's videos or RX has done videos on over the past couple weeks. Um, and I just kind of wanted to weigh in on them and give my opinion and just kind of like reiterate that I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm feeling some type of way about Rise and I'm excited and I don't know, man. I feel for the people who are, are mad at the game 
for the reasons that I mentioned earlier, I, I just feel bad for them, right? Like, they can't be excited for a game that they love enough to be angry about, right? So, and I kind of feel that, um, not for Rise, because I'm, I'm just looking forward to Rise in all aspects, but I don't know. It, it, it's, it's mind-boggling that somebody can be mad at something like that. But again, I've been playing Monster Hunter for years, and they haven't. And again, it's the divide, which is a good and bad thing, right? It brings in new people to, you know, give new ideas to the old people, and then the old people can teach the new people, and blah blah blah. It's a, it's a good cycle, sometimes. <laughs> so, but that's all uh, for me today, guys. I have gone over a wide range of topics, and I will be back next Tuesday for hopefully a, an as wide range of topics um, about anime and and webtoons and all this other uh great stuff so oh excuse me i hope you guys have a fantastic day whenever you are listening to this and i will see you next time